You are experiencing the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. It is September 18th, 2023, and welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty, um, <clears throat> where we are bringing you the people and the organizations that are fighting for liberty across the country and in your region. Today is a little bit of a special show. It's just going to be us knuckleheads sort of kicking around some of the issues that have uh have been piling up and we just haven't had time to address since we've been interviewing so many people. Um, so today, some of the topics we're going to go through, we're going to talk a little bit about the phenomenon of the Oliver Anthony and, uh, you know, how his songs have sort of skyrocketed to the to the top of the billboards and and sort of what that means about the culture. We're also going to talk about the weaponization of government and, uh, you know, kind of some of the discrepancies that have gone on and in, in both pursuit of um, I, I guess prosecutions and also sentencing as well. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about more locally about California passing a bill that is, um, I guess, forcing parents to affirm their kids' gender identities, which is kind of a thought policing type of thing almost. <laughs> I think. And then uh, finally, we'll uh, just kind of wrap up with our knucklehead noise patrol where we talk about uh, Biden being sort of ushered off of the stage by his own staff. <laughs> so, so these are just some of the, the crazy things that have been going on. Um, but before we get into any of that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our uh, upper box today, we have our Screaming Eagle of freedom tim everett who is uh joining us uh from his oh it looks like his kitchen in the background maybe he's working up a recipe for liberty there (laughs) 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 and then our our lower left hand corner we have leon the word brathwaite uh, last word in liberty he is a retired engineer in the state of california my name is jason mcphee and i'll be your host today okay so let's let's kick right off with oliver anthony james can you show uh share the screen real quick i just wanted to show people so they kind of realize who this guy is. Um, so he just seemed to come out of nowhere, seeming the the hills of Virginia, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, so, so somewhere in that region anyways. And, uh, you know, just a guy playing on his guitar, singing songs about, you know, sort of what he thinks the state of the world is. And boy, I tell you, it just took off. And uh, his his stuff made it to number one on the billboard. And when he made his number one on the billboard, he also pushed off a guy named Jason Aldean, who had a song also that was kind of distressed about what was going on in the country. But uh, it was called Not, Try That in a Small Town, um, which was, I guess, distressing about some of the stuff he saw going on in some of the big cities. Um, so anyways, uh, let's let's jump right into uh, a quick clip of that Uh, uh uh, maybe uh, James or Invisible Hand, maybe you could bring up a clip of uh, Oliver Anthony singing his song, just so people know what we're talking about. There's rich men, north for rich men, Lord knows it all, just want to have total control, want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do, because your dollar ain't shit, and it's tax to no end, cause the rich. So that's the Rich Men North of Richmond uh, by Oliver Anthony. And he had some other songs, too, but that one really gets to the heart. The Rich Men North of Richmond are the politicians and, and lobbyists in D.C. That's who he's talking about. So the, the whole song is just a rail against uh, them and sort of policy. Um, and then 
Of course, the song he bumped off was Jason Aldean's that I just mentioned. Try that in a small town. And uh, can we bring that up as well, too, James? Suck upon somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. So you can see it was sort of uh, both of these seem to call out to more anti current anti establishment, uh, which is kind of it seems to be a push against the left. Um, and uh, so, so anyway, it's kind of a phenomenon here and it's sort of happening in country music, which is usually just sort of focused on, you know, people's bad love lives losing their jobs and their dogs dying <laughs> but, now, but now we're we're really focusing on some uh some kind of interesting and, and timely uh political topics so um did, did you guys have you guys had a chance to listen to any of those uh yet and um you know really uh what, what are your thoughts well, well so I, I'm at the top i'll start Go, uh, yeah, okay, Tim. That sounds good. Here I am. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think this <clears throat> is indicative of what happens when a uh, federal government is just so huge that it's in everybody's face. And, uh, you know, so in a in a environment where the left left is in, in has a good control over it. And plus, you know, all the the stuff that happened during in 1913, the income tax and the Federal Reserve now has uh, gotten at this point has just so convoluted everything that uh, uh, the, and the government is so huge. It's in so many places in our lives and interfering in our lives. So eventually you're going to rebel and be, be sick to death of it. So and I saw I flashed out of there for a moment. But anyway, what do you think, Leon? Well, I think um, especially the uh, Oliver Anthony song. I mean, the, uh, I mean, I think Jason um, Aldean also is doing the same thing. They are really tapping into a larger discontentment that is going on within our society. Where the government have essentially disconnected itself from its citizens. It's becoming like more of a master-servant relationship where the government itself is no longer servants of the people. They are now, they're now expecting us to be their servants. And what is happening there is a discontentment within society that these two singers are really tapping into. Because we're going to talk about the next, the next topic about these things about the weaponization of government that is connected to this. Uh, I think it's very connected to this. But this discontentment, I am telling you, is part of a cultural war that is going on within the United States of America. Because too much of the government's actions are directed at citizens, and in some cases, innocent people. I mean, I think Donald Trump is a very good example of this, where the government is directing things at people who are innocent. Now, I, sure, I am all for let us let us go through the the um, the judicial process. I'm all for that, but if you look more closely at what's going on with the Donald Trump 
Um, well, well, Liam, let's not dive too far into that right now because I, I did want to stick with this before we jump into that one. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's that. fine. But but the whole idea is the whole idea is there's too much discontentment going on in our society. People are beginning to rebel against the government and its actions. And like Tim said, they are too much in our face. Our freedoms and our liberties are being infringed upon and no one seems to care about it. And the problem, the even bigger problem with this is that the media is out there promoting this thing. They are promoting it. And they, they, they claim, oh, they're just reporting the news. They, they're being very objective. And they are not. They are not. They are, they, are, they are in bed with the government and they're destroying our liberties and our freedoms. So, Leon, you, you think that, yeah, I guess the truth is finding a way through music since it's not finding a way through the media. Is that a better way to? <laughs> that, 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 that would be a very fine way of, of putting it. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe, what, what maybe, the... maybe I will even give a little bit of uh, leeway to conservative news where they have been highlighting this discontentment for quite a while. But, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you uh, conservatives are the beacons of liberty and freedom. I'm not going to say that, but but I, they are more so certainly than the left. So, yes, <clears throat> I will totally agree that we are now finding new ways to express our discontentment through music in this case rather than through the mainstream media. Certainly I would agree with that. Well, one of the things that's kind of interesting about this whole thing, too, and not so much with Jason Aldean's song, but with the Oliver Anthony song, is that I guess conservatives, because they've seen some of this pushback against what's happening in government, they just assume that it's that that the music is sort of aligned with them. But, you know, yeah. what Oliver Anthony kind of recently came out and said, no, this is, you know, a little bit more of the common man thing. It's not so much about being on one side or the other, because uh, one of the things that happened recently was, uh, and James, maybe you could bring up the visual for this, uh, but um, yeah, so Oliver Anthony's song was taking off so much that the Republicans, when they did their first debate, they actually played his song uh, there, you know, sort of as a, you know, top of the theme, I guess, uh, you know, the, the, the Richmond, north of Richmond. And it actually uh, kind of dismayed uh, Oliver Anthony after he saw it because he said, you know, I was talking about those guys. In the song. <laughs> and I, I don't know if he only meant the Republicans. I think he kind of meant all of those guys in, in, in Washington. But but yeah. just the fact that he he thought it was kind of odd that the guys he was literally railing against were using his song <laughs> sort of an anthem for their event. So I, I, I thought that was a, a kind of an interesting uh, insight. And I think this kind of goes a little bit to the Trump stuff too, which is Trump is not so much a conservative. He's more of a no, populist and who happens yeah, to be yeah. a little more on the conservative side. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of what these messages are getting to in the song is they're getting to a lot of populist frustration with what they see Washington DC doing and not addressing any of their concerns, but uh, you know, it just, yeah. So anyways, that's, you know, that's, you know. Without going too deep into the weaponization of Donald Trump issues, but but the point is though, when you listen to Trump more populist message, and he's really kind of talking to Middle America because some of the greatest uh, nothingness that is going on in our society is happening along the coast, right? In New York and California is, I mean, those are the dominant coastal uh, two coastal um, 
um, states. And you, you, you're seeing some of the craziness that's going on in these places. But middle America, which has kind of become the, the, um, the, 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 that have began to typify the common man, shall we say, this, these are the people who are suffering from the expansion, mostly suffering from the expansion of government, the destruction of freedoms and the destruction of liberties. So conservatives, Trump, more, more populist message, is speaking to, do, to those people. And when um, uh, Oliver Anthony came along and his song came out, he was kind of highlighting the, the, some of the problems in middle America, quote unquote, middle America. So the conservatives kind of aligned themselves with that because of, you know, they, this has been kind of their message for, for quite a while now, only to have uh, Oliver Anthony say, well, I really wasn't aligning myself with the Republicans on this message or the conservatives on this. I was just talking to the common man, shall we say. The common man is who the Republicans are now targeting in their, in their message, in their message to, to win their elections and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a good point uh, because it points out that it's there, there's issues with the, the loss of freedom from both sides. Yes. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, and the cost of government. Not like the Republicans don't vote for these uh, uh, these uh, spending bills in one way or another. Maybe maybe they don't want to spend quite as much, or they want to spend more on this and less on that. Than the Democrats, but at least they, uh, yeah. But they're they're a part of it. They're a part of the problem of this. Uh, uh, the the dollar ain't starts with an S, ends with a T, <laughs> it, it rhymes with hit or fit, uh, and well, yeah, the dollar ain't that anymore because of of the Federal Reserve back in 1913. Hey, and the income tax too. You know, we're we're taxed taxed to death. So losing th thank you, gentlemen, at, uh, <clears throat> well, what was the place they went to when they did all this in secret? What, what was, what, not Martha's Vineyard, but up there on the coast, where they got together in 1913 and created the Federal Reserve and the income tax. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember there, there was a, what, didn't it, there's some book or something, that, something about yeah. the monster of Jekyll Island or something. <laughs> That's it, Jek Jekyll Island. Yeah, the 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 uh, monster okay. for whatever from Jekyll Island. Yeah, so um, you know, hello, <laughs> here we are. It, you know, it's not like we we didn't realize when you when you create total fiat currency. Of course, they didn't do it then. It was still tied with the you know, because in case anybody's going, well, oh, yeah, but it was still tied to gold, and and that was fine, and it was. The, the, the it, funny it, thing is, though, Tim, like you're getting into all of these details that libertarians kind of recognize as this is what's happened, but guys like Oliver Anthony and what he's singing to, they don't realize any of that history. They just know some reason the dollar ain't SHIT, meaning inflation is eating it away, and it's taxed to no end. It's yes. sort of like, you know, it's just their frustration. They're seeing it from the top, and, and you're seeing all of this structure underneath that a lot of these guys are missing. So. And this is uh, – this is. Uh, I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. Tim, go ahead. No, no. I was done. I, <clears throat> just, you know, that's my job, I guess, to point out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you know, this is where it comes from. You guys want to get rid of this and go back to real money, go back to gold, tie uh, – with, without tearing apart the ties, gold to the value of your currency. Um, 
and uh, and you're going to be and you know do something about the income tax. I don't know. I don't know if that's ever. None of that's ever going to happen. I mean, they, they just they've got the golden the, the goose is laying those golden eggs, and and the goose is the Federal Reserve and the income tax. So so um, they're never going to get rid of the golden the goose well, that laid the golden egg. They're, they're fool's gold eggs. That's the problem. Yeah, right? cool. <laughs> There's nothing inside of those things. Nothing The goose for them, the golden egg is spending, yeah. spending, spending. They don't, yeah. they don't care what the money's worth because they can create more. So they don't care. Yeah. But uh, they, they want their spending program so that they can keep getting elected and, and everybody's got their hands out. And, you know, so... <laughs> And and today more and more the the hands come from the top, where uh, anyway I'm rambling. There we are. But the whole the whole point about these two songs is I think they have become quote unquote the voice of the common man. That is what's happening there. That people are looking at what's happening in our society and essentially rebelling. And these two songs have become like the voice of the common man. I mean, I think I think um, Oliver um, Oliver Anthony's song have already gotten what forty one million views or some some ungodly number. No, like that. it's it's on on YouTube and it depends upon where you're seeing it. But I think on I think it's his channel on YouTube. There's uh, almost seventy million views already on his. Already, uh, what, yeah. Whatever, whatever the number is, it's it's huge. Okay, whether. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I don't dispute that what you have said, Jason. And, okay. and and by the way, this is just over a you know about a month, right? So that we're right. this is not yeah. uh, like some of these things you see up there, uh, you know, top songs that have maybe twenty million hits. They've been up there maybe for a couple years. You know? Yeah, right, <laughs> so, exactly, you know, people exactly. For free on YouTube, so yes. So which 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 speaks which which obviously speaks to the to the frustration of people. Right, the frustration of the citizens of, of what they're seeing going on in society. Too much of too much government infringing upon our rights, too much taxation, taking away our hard-earned income, too much destruction of liberty and freedom, and on and on it goes. So the voice of the common man are being represented by these songs. This is what's going on. Well, I do think it represents a sliver of hope for libertarians, the idea that a song would skyrocket to the top of the charts that rails against taxes. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. taxes and inflation. That's uh that's a, that's it, a hell it, of a it thing. gives my it gives my cynical mind one tiny little sliver of, of hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Why not? I, so I'm gonna have to crush your hope with the next topic. <laughs> the weaponization of government. Um, we've, uh, you know, I tell you, we've seen this, un I guess, nonstop since it feels like since Trump came into office, uh, you know, the Justice Department sort of weaponized um, in a lot of cases, uh, his own Justice Department sort of. <laughs> <laughs> going off against it, <laughs> it feels like it's almost like the uh, uh, you know it's like some kind of Warner Brothers cartoon, right? You know where it's yeah. his Justice Department was blowing up in his face, and somehow though, 
he's almost like the roadrunner where they can't quite seem to get him too. <laughs> I don't know. There's some kind of a weird mix there because it's a, you feel like the Democrats are like, you know, sending away for all these Acme kits always on how are we going to get Trump this week? You know? <laughs> and, and somehow, you know, it's, 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 it's always exploding yeah. in their face, you know, on that mm-hmm. aspect of it. But anyways, maybe we could bring up the visual real quick here. Um, so this is, and, and the, here's, uh, here's Trump. Trump goes, yeah he says a lot of stuff that just sort of um yeah it's it's hard to you know that's that's one of the the, the biggest problems i have as a, a, a sort of a libertarian with trump is it's like trying to nail what he says uh, it's it's like the, the words he says it's like they're in the nail jello to a wall to try and be able to pin it down exactly what he meant right? <laughs> and i think that's that's part of the problem right is a lot of uh uh his supporters then will you know, sort of interpret what he said to be what they wanted it to mean <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but anyways uh, let's get to the uh focus i i know leon you sort of chose this topic so let's let's uh i guess i'll i'll kick this to you pretty fast but um but essentially the uh uh not only have we had I guess them continuously going after Trump the whole time he was in office with impeachments, uh, you know, investigations, special counsels. Um, but since he exited office, too, I mean, they've made a mm-hmm. lot of attempts to try and get him on sort of crazy, crazy trumped up charges. And we'll talk about a, lo- a little bit of that uh, later, too. But now it's being focused a little bit back toward Biden. It, it took forever for it to happen because the stuff Biden's being accused of literally was happening back when he was vice president. (laughs) And the media is finally becoming a little concerned when he looks so demented up there that, you know, it's they're they're a little concerned that they may lose the White House, I think. Um, But uh, uh, James, maybe maybe you could bring back that visual. So Trump casts a shadow over Biden impeachment uh, inquiry. And so, um, McCarthy just brought up charges. Uh, well, not charges. Uh, no. He started an impeachment investigation. Yeah. Um, and it, so they're inquiry, yeah. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's to start digging up some of the stuff. And quite frankly, if it wasn't for the House, we wouldn't have some of the stuff that we have on Biden already. I mean, they, they dug up the 22 shell companies and other uh, things like that, that his family has been able to for some reason, get money from places like China without delivering anything of real value, apparently. (laughs) So, uh, but anyways, uh, Leon, did you want to sort of, sort of kick this one off? Because I think you're a little more attuned to it than I am. You know, you know, Jason, this, this whole thing, this thing that we are seeing here, this weaponization of government is really, is really a problem in our society, but it's part of a larger problem. It's not, it's not that, um, I will talk about Donald Trump and think that, well, I am here to defend Donald Trump. No, I'm not here to defend Donald Trump. I am here to defend the rights of citizens of the United States of America. And what is happening here is we are seeing the tolerance of violence in the name of social justice and the selective prosecution of people that is on the wrong side of the of the political spectrum, quote unquote, when I say wrong. So I go back to the Donald Trump issue that I I raised earlier. Since Donald Trump declared himself that he wanted to be president, these people, the the, the FBI, the Justice Department, have been going after this man. Why? For for what purpose? They impeached him twice. It never happened before in, in, um, in, in, in in our history. 
But here it is. They impeached Donald Trump twice. Even look at this thing about the January 6th, which of course they say, well, these people came out of his his um out of his his his, his, his rally, and as a result, he's responsible for what happened on, on, on January 6th. Well, think about this for a second. Trump is the head of the executive branch of government. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi is in charge of security of the Capitol. And she was in charge of security of the Capitol on that day. But yet there's not a single prosecutor, not a single person is going after Nancy Pelosi for, for what happened on, on January 6th. But well, yet, didn't Leon, that, 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 that's kind of indicative of the fact that when she started her um, January 6th committee to uh, look into this, of course, she got to choose who all the investigators were. Exactly. <laughs> she even, even chose the Republicans who ended up on the yeah. committee. Look at it. So, so what is going on here is that we see these people doing this thing where they're going after people who are unfavorable, shall we say? Donald Trump is in the unfavorable category. And people who they think, well, they are the good side of the spectrum, whatever that means, they don't go after them. So there's this selective prosecution. Look at during the George Floyd riots. These people were burning down our cities all over. And yet we had the media telling us, oh, they were mostly peaceful. And what have happened to these people? How many people have gotten prosecuted as a result of that? How many? Not many. Not many. But look at what happened to the people who stormed the Capitol. Look at what happened to them. Some of them have been in prison since, since, since they were arrested. And they're still there and awaiting trial, some of them. Some of them have been sentenced. Well, we'll talk about one of them, one case of that later on. But we are seeing this selective prosecution of people why they're tolerating all sorts of misdeeds as a result of social justice. This is how countries are destroyed. And this is what we are told. We spoke about this in the last, in the last, in the last block. The discontentment in our society is rising to a level that is becoming dangerous. And we've got to be very careful where we go from here. We really got to be careful. I doubt we will. You know, I, I heard weaponization, and I thought we'd be talking about some kind of weapons. But what you guys are referring to is the, the use of the Justice Department as a weapon against yeah. uh, selected uh, people. Uh, so I'm kind of disappointed in that. But uh, Well, well right. Tim, usually when the government is talking about weaponization, they it it's about taking away your rights to weapons and giving themselves yeah. Yeah, rights. Right. You, <laughs> you know, I mean, police who look like they're, they're paramilitary groups and while they're taking yeah. away your own guns. Right, right. <laughs> right. Which is apropos historically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So before you know it, uh, the police and the military will be one, one. <laughs> in that type of society. <laughs> yeah. But uh, standing army thing, boy, the founders were right about that. Yeah. But you, you know, the, the, this whole idea of of what we've seen, I mean, we literally saw two in, in uh, two impeachment attempts at Trump, uh, and and both of them, you know, didn't wind up. Uh, I guess with the desired result of Democrats, which was to you know see seeing Trump Trump frog marched off, but now he's being uh, um, he, he's being indicted. Essentially, it looks like just to keep him out of the election 
this time. And yes. so, uh, James, maybe you could bring up the visual on this. Um, uh, this was something, uh, uh, Leon, also, too, that, that you wanted to discuss. But it's it's all of these cases that they're bringing up against Trump all across the board in different states by by prosecutors who've literally, when they were running for office, said, vote for me and I'll get Trump. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, exactly. Is, this is the kind of weaponization that we had. I mean, the whole point of justice is it's supposed and, to be like you're up against 28 minutes, Jason. 28 minutes. Oh, 28 minutes. Uh, thank you. Uh, and for uh, our audience on um, <clears throat> public access, uh, you'll have to catch the rest of this discussion online. Uh, we can also find many more discussions of us talking uh, to a lot of people fighting for liberty across the country and in your region. Uh, and uh, you can check that out at Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Rumble under Knuckleheads of Liberty. Uh, so anyways, uh, let's let's keep going with the show now. Um, so uh uh, yeah, but th this is, um, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, nuts. Some of the stuff we're seeing here where these, you know, prosecutors are nakedly saying they're going after Trump. So I, I can't make it more clear that that isn't the weaponization of our justice yeah. system, which yes. is supposed to be blind. So uh, what, 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 what are and, some of your thoughts on some of these indictments? And this, and this, this is a real problem. OK, Alvin Bragg, just like you said, Alvin Bragg was. I'm going to go after Trump if I'm elected. He was elected. What did he do? He came up with these novel, novel um, legal theories that he's going to use to hand out these 39 indictments, 39 indictments against Trump. This woman in this woman in uh, in Georgia, in Fulton County, Georgia. Now she's going after Trump on this RICO charges for election interference. You know, you go back and look. How many times the Democrats have challenged election results? You could you could argue about whether the, the the what they did was legal or illegal if you want to or that kind of stuff. Which Democrat have ever been prosecuted for challenging the results of an election? Which Democrat? I do not know of any. I can't find any. The most celebrated case we have in America of somebody challenging the election results was Al Gore in in um, in 2020 in in Florida. He wanted four counties to determine the entire election results. Not a single person ever spoke about prosecuting him about election interference. Nobody did. But yet we've seen it here in Georgia. Then you look this guy with the um with the um with, with the classified documents information. He lists out a whole indictment against Donald Trump. Not a single statement about the Presidential Record Act, which gives Trump some authority, and not say all authority, but some authority to have those documents. Not a single thing about it. Past presidents have had classified information before. Where's the prosecution of them? This is nothing, you're totally right, this is nothing but the prosecution of an American citizen through the weaponization of the Justice Department, the FBI. This is what they're doing. These are our liberties at stake. This is a dangerous trend that we are seeing here in the United States. Yeah. Well, so we are, <laughs> If he thought that uh, there was a possibility that this thing would be um, uh, refocused against the Democrats by some entities in the future, doing the same exact thing, but only from the Republicans. Do you think there's a chance of that? Or do you think that the media and everything is so anti or so pro-Democratic Party that it's never going to happen? What do you think? Well, no, I think I, I think when the Republicans get in power, they're gonna they, they're gonna 
go after they're gonna go after the, the Democrats. Now, some people will do well, since I am a man mostly of the right, I would you know, I, I would tend to think it would be more legitimate, but I don't want to say that because I I have my biases, obviously. But what well look at what's happening even right now. Even look at what's happening right now. When the Democrats, the, um, the Republicans took over the House of Representatives, and the first thing they started to do was to investigate Joe Biden. Now, to me, based upon the results we've seen so far from the investigation, it looked like an legitimate investigation. But that might be my biases at work. But but yeah. the point is, though, to get back to your point, Tim, it's obvious that's what's going to happen, that when the Republicans come to power, they're going to go after the Democrats, and when the Democrats get back in power, they're going to go after the uh, 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 when the Democrats get, they go after the Republicans. This is the stuff of, of banana republics. This is the stuff of how countries are destroyed. And it's gonna. And, and if this trend continues, we in deep, deep, deep trouble. Seriously. Well, yeah, I think I think it's certainly a possibility, a distinct possibility that you know they've opened up a can of worms. Those worms are going to start crawling out all over everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of the, the the most ridiculous stuff is the idea that uh, you know you, you you look at that one and you mentioned Alvin Bragg in New York and I mean he's going after him for supposedly paying hush money, which essentially is paying somebody not to talk about an experience with them. It's not really illegal, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. if, if 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 me and Tim, you know, uh, let's say we were out drinking and and I you know, passed out because I, I drank too much. I said, oh, Tim, you can't tell anybody that I couldn't hold my liquor, you know, and I I, I bought him a few drinks, you know, so that he wouldn't, you know, because he, he promised not to tell anybody. How is that illegal? I mean, you're literally, he's free to not tell anybody. And if yes. I give him a little money too to make it sweeter for him, I, I just, I, I don't see it, it. It's hard to imagine how this could even be a crime. And yet, yeah, while that, that's Stormy happened, Daniels, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So 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 there's that. But you know, at the same time they're trying to get him for that. Joe Joe Biden's family has twenty two uh, shell companies that and they're getting money from <laughs> all these places around the world. I mean, in Ukraine, uh the the, the Burisma company with it, that was employing uh Hunter Biden, the the FBI has files where the executive officer of that country company said that Hunter Biden was dumber than a dog, he dumber <laughs> than his dog. <laughs> but they're keeping him on staff for the things that, you know, for the influence, essentially, that his, his family can bring. And, of course, who was in control of the U.S. policy uh, over that country at the time? It was the vice president, Joe Biden. He'd been exactly. given that responsibility uh, by Obama. And, and he's even on record bragging that he got a prosecutor fired who was looking into the company that his son worked for over there. So, I, I mean, you know, this is just... It, it, it's, it's, it just blows my mind, this stuff that was essentially at the heart of the first Trump impeachment scandal. And Democrats said, there's no real evidence. There's no real evidence. And yet here they're going after Trump for hush money so that they can keep him from running in an election. I mean, this is insanity, uh, the, 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 the double standard here that's going on in, uh, in a complete Jason, weaponization if, of government. Yes. If you remember the first impeachment, Trump was impeached over a telephone call that he made to the Ukrainian president and that asking, and he was asking for investigations of Joe Biden. 
And I guess what, what, he, what was specifically he was asking to get the prosecution or prosecutor reinstated that was investigating Joe Biden's company or, or Burisma, you right. know, which so I mean, this is literally the heart of the whole Trump impeachment thing. Impeachment. And Democrats act like it wasn't happening. Joe Biden was literally doing what they were trying to impeach Trump for. <laughs> exactly. And we have Joe Biden. What is worse about all of this? And you just mentioned this, Jason. What is worse about this? <clears throat> we have Joe Biden telling us that he used taxpayer dollars to get a prosecutor in Ukraine fired. Now, why would the vice president of the United States need to go so deeply into the politics of another country? Why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to be concerned about specific prosecutors and their internal investigations in another exactly. country. It's just, you know, and of course, that's what Democrats claimed they were appalled about with Trump, is that he was trying to interfere with the inner workings of the country by, by withholding aid, which is exactly what Biden was threatening uh, the, the president of Ukraine with when he said, fire that prosecutor. So I, it just, it's beyond the pale that we're sitting here like the emperor has no clothes. We're literally watching the Democrats absolutely use uh, government as a weapon. And, uh, you know, mainstream media is just like, I, you know, there's nothing to see here, which is amazing. Mm. I mean, it's it's like, you know, they've become, uh, what is it, the Ministry of Truth. But, you know, we should, we should not brush over this issue about the mainstream media. I mean, when the when the news media get in bed in the, with the government, we are really talking about fascism here. That's what we're talking about. Because the mainstream media have now closed their eyes to anything that the Democrats want to do. Now, right now, they're on this big kick. Well, it looked like Joe Biden shouldn't be running again. Oh, my goodness gracious, maybe he's too old. Oh, my goodness, he's in cognitive decline. They just started that here in the last month or so. The only reason... The mainstream media have now started that is because they are afraid of losing power. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with, oh, they are these objective guardians of the truth. It is not. It's only because they are now afraid it looks like Biden may end up losing the election because of his cognitive decline. Because, I mean, the, the man is a mess. Let's face it. He's a mess. And now they're starting to talk about it, but it's only because of the potential loss of power. That's all it is. So these Wait. people, this this trend or this uh, this entanglement of the mainstream media and the government is another one of the dangers that we face. These are the same people who was telling us during the George Floyd riots, oh, it was mostly peaceful. And you remember that ridiculous thing where in the back of the reporter, uh, buildings burning down and all kind of stuff and things like that, and they're talking about it was mostly it was mostly peaceful. Jane, maybe I could get a visual of this too. Yeah, oh, get, yes. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And, and and here is uh, here is what Leon oh. was just talking about. CNN yeah, yeah. Uh, fiery but mostly peaceful protests <laughs> after yeah. police shooting. So you know, not talking about any of the uh, deaths or destruction. It's it's just focused on the police shooting. Exactly. <laughs> and these are yeah. mostly peaceful. I, it doesn't look peaceful to me, but, you know, that's that's kind of the uh, Ministry of Truth's uh, interpretation of events. 
Um, but, you know, it, it, just to, to cement one more point on this whole weaponization of government, one of the issues, too, that is uh, it just came up a few months ago is that in order to investigate Biden, they've been having to go after his son, Hunter Biden, because his son has left himself exposed with the laptop that also the media got disappeared before the election, saying it was all Russia, 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 right? When everybody now acknowledges that, yeah, the laptop is real and all that sorted stuff on the laptop top with hunter biden is real yes. Yes. uh you know the the the, the using uh his uh, essentially trying to declare write-offs for things like prostitutes <laughs> parties and other stuff like that but uh as as they go through some of this uh they had had several charges that were hard to for them to make disappear one of them was a gun charge where he had taught he had lied on a form that he wasn't under the influence which the laptop showed at the time he was under the influence chosen doing you know crack cocaine all kinds of stuff i mean i don't know why anybody would keep evidence like that on their own laptop of them committing crimes but i guess that's the type of person hunter biden was but he's dumber than a dog remember Go ahead. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We we got rid the the CEO of Burisma had him pegged. <laughs> he knew him better than we did. <laughs> but uh, understand um, that they're going to continue on with that gun charge, though, against him. Yeah. Well, but th this is a crazy thing, and so they they had uh, you know let these things sit. Essentially, the the non-payment of taxes on all of this questionable money where it was coming from and everything else uh, through all these shell companies and everything else. Well, there, there was all of this, you know, tax issues that the IRS was starting to get interested in and come after them for. And then also the gun charge as well uh, that popped up from, it must have been some journalist other than a mainstream reporter who found that out because they don't seem to be interested in anything. But when they, the, the Justice Department was essentially gave him was going to give him a plea deal where they buried within the gun charges uh an agreement that they wouldn't prosecute or they wouldn't investigate him for anything else they would end yeah. all these prosecutions they'd give him immunity from everything else well the whole point of looking into him on this stuff is to try and see if his father was getting some of this money and you know was using his influence and selling his influence overseas. I mean that's the real issue here, not so much you know what what the heck Hunter was doing. And so they tried to bury that. The Justice Department literally tried to bury that and a judge saw that and she said this doesn't make sense. I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> and she literally put it right on the prosecutor. Is this literally what you're trying to do? Uh you know because it was literally hidden within a gun charge that they couldn't investigate him on all of this other stuff. And and uh you know and they said uh, so they had to fess up and say, you know, yes, this well actually they said uh they they said we we intend to still investigate. And suddenly Biden's attorneys then said, uh, oh, okay, well the no no deal that <laughs> and they tore the thing up. So this is just absolutely nuts, some of the stuff that they're trying to bury in here to cut off the trails of investigation to, to Joe Biden. And, of course, the whistleblowers who tested in front of Congress have also said, too, that if they wanted to pursue this. This would have been normal, uh, you know, strategy to say, hey, there's yeah. this money that's supposed to be heading toward the big guy. We need to see who the big guy is. And they were essentially told, eh, no, we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is this is insanity. I mean, this is literally where we're going. This is much bigger than Watergate, as far as the the oh, uh, uh, corruption of government. So. Of course it is. Of course it is. But you know, but you know, 
people in, in the media, the, the mainstream media, they, they're trying to use this indictment of Hunter Biden on the on the gun charges. And you know, they're saying, oh, look at this guy, this the, the prosecutor, um, some guy named Wise or something like that. He was a Trump appointee, and Joe Biden is and Joe Biden allowed him to stay in place. And now this Trump appointee have ind indicted Hunter on a gun charge. This shows that how justice is fair and equal and blah blah blah. You know what is special about this gun charge? The only thing that is special about it is the one thing that they could indict Hunter for, and it is not connected to Joe Biden in any way. Yeah. And that is why he's indicted. Don't be fooled by this gun charge business, you hear? Don't be fooled. This indictment, don't be fooled by it. It is not connected to Joe Biden. That's why this prosecutor have brought it brought it against against Hunter. Because the plea deal, the sweetheart plea deal fell apart. And since the plea the deal fell apart, no, if you even think about it, they have had this case for five years or something like that. Okay, they have had this case. Okay. And the first time they tried to to do anything was this sweetheart deal. And now they come about a, a month later or two months later, they had these indictments. So tell me something. What changed? What changed? The case, the facts of the case did not change. Okay. The people involved in it did not change. We didn't have any new evidence or nothing like that. None of that changed. But all of a sudden, you could indict him now. Why? Because of what was going on in the Justice Department. They're trying to cover up this whole thing for Hunter. Because Hunter's tax investigation, the investigation of him on those, on those tax charges and everything, it leads directly to his father. Everybody knows that. And they've been sitting on this thing for all these years. They already allow the... Um, some of the earlier years, like in 2015, I think, or something like that. I think when it was, was 2014. Yes. Yeah. They allow those things to be to, to become a, a, a bad by, by statute. Because, because yeah, yeah. The, well, well, it, well, 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 they let the clock expire on some of these, essentially giving yes. Hunter, a Biden, uh, Hunter Biden a, a gift of millions of dollars for, that the IRS would have otherwise come after him for. But they let the statute of limitations expire on it's that, not, which yes. is insane because they've just been sitting on it. They haven't been doing anything with this, which, you know, uh, why don't any of the rest of us get that kind of a sweetheart deal where, you it know, hey, so nice. the, the, yeah, the, the, you know, we're, we're somehow not reporting and the government's aware of it, but they're not going to prosecute us until after it's expired. And oh, well, sorry, I guess you get to keep the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we're talking we're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, that he's been given a pass on. In that, I think it's millions. I think, I, think, I think it's millions. You know, but there's one little issue here that may you guys may find it a little bit hilarious, but it is it is true. You know, so you know you, you notice that the left, who they always love to tell us, especially when they're talking to black audiences, they always love to tell us about white privilege. They always love to tell us that. Oh, everything, everything that that any anything, any perceived advantage, at quote unquote advantage that whites get in America, it's something about that to do with white privilege. You notice white privilege is never mentioned here. You know, we spoke about this before. There was this black guy who did essentially similar thing to what Hunter did, end up in prison for about three years. And now look at Hunter now. 
they're fighting, they're doing everything they can to let, to let, um, to let him out. They let him go. They gave him a diversion thing. Well, that fell apart. Now they come with this indictment, which is up. Which there are some problems in that indictment too. That we still may, may 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 let him let him go. But you know, the mainstream media and these leftist jackasses, pardon me, my language. Nobody's talking about white privilege. Where is it? Where are the cries about white privilege? Oh my God! Where well, is you it? You mean Biden? You mean Biden privilege? Biden. Well, call it what you want. But Biden is white, and so is his son. Where is the cries of white privilege? I really want to know. Well, Where because I don't, I don't get a pass on illegally earned income from Ukraine. I don't get one, and my father's not the president. But, uh, but apparently Hunter gets one because the Justice Department, correct if me if I'm wrong, let the statute of limitations run out on the on the tax charge. Yeah, so that that's not white privilege. That's Biden privilege. Correct. Uh, Tim, in a logical sense, you're correct. But I am saying the media will use everything they can whenever it's, it's to their advantage to talk about racism in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, which by the way, we just saw with, uh, you know, where they've been calling the uh, essentially red border state governors racist for their immigration policy. But Imagine when that. Eric Adams says this, this uh, immigration is going to destroy our city, then suddenly it's like, oh, well, no, he's, he's just, you know, he's, he's got some legit concerns maybe. <laughs> but, and of course, he's just getting a, 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 just a, a sliver of what those states are getting. But, you know, I, I did want to keep us on track with respect to the weaponization of government. We've talked a little bit about the investigation side, but, you know, you touched upon this earlier, Leon, with the uh, process or, or the punishment side of things. And uh, with the January 6th, what we saw was uh, essentially the government, uh, you know, for, for something that was very similar. Well, Jane, maybe I can get the visual uh, on this real quick. Cause um, so the, let's go back to 2020 and what we were seeing here where essentially people were riding through the streets. I think there were 18 deaths or murders uh, associated with this whole movement throughout the country. Um, lots of downtown areas burned down, um, just all kinds of violence. We saw a video of people just being beaten in the street by mobs. Um, it, it's just absolutely horrific while the police stood down. And a lot of times uh, people were just literally in these no bail areas. They picked the people up and they put them right back out on the street, people who <laughs> were yes. uh, doing these actions. So, uh, you know, some of this stuff was absolutely horrifying. But on January 6th, when people showed up to, uh, you know, I, I guess, stop the steal, which was, uh, you know, what Trump was was trying to push on this this whole, uh, you know, I guess, protest of the mm -hmm. election results uh, uh, for the 2020 election results, um, you know, and it it clearly it, it turned into a riot and got out of hand, uh, even though he had been saying, hey, you know, let's, uh, you know, he, he did actually say there's video of him saying, hey, let's keep it peaceful. Yes. Um, but <clears throat> but now some guys who like literally weren't even there, like uh, this Proud Boy leader, uh, uh, Enrique Tario, he literally is being uh, thrown in jail for uh, they, they're going to put him in jail. A sentence just came down this last week uh, that said, uh, <laughs> but 22 years in jail, they want to put him in. And you literally saw people who were trying to to burn down 
uh, you know, buildings uh, in government buildings in some of these cases and either getting a pass or a very light sentence. Um, here was a uh, specific story of the uh, uh, some some lawyers who were actually on the, you know, protesting against the police and protesting for George Floyd. They literally threw Molotov cocktails on a police car. Yes. <laughs> so these are these are essentially, you know, uh, incendiary bombs that they threw on a police car. And they were given essentially a, a, about a one year sentence. So this is somebody who literally was committing violence on on property and people and even if there was wound up being nobody in that police car the whole point is you set off a of an incendiary bomb you don't know where that could go and what exactly you know set on fire and who could get harmed so yeah. just absolutely outrageous you know that these people were doing stuff like this and and be, but because they're on the right side and uh, i guess we got to understand their rage because they're on the right political side yes. they're going to get a very light sentence something like a year whereas you know uh somebody you know like uh, this proud boys leader who wasn't even there is literally you know, going to be charged with some kind of conspiracy, um, you know, for, it sounds like for free speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and some of the other things too, like uh, uh, there's been several of these, uh, you know, capital rioters that day, some of them who literally just walked in the door carrying a Trump flag. I think that was the case with this guy. Um, and I, I don't have, uh, I guess his name was uh, Matthew Pima. And all he did was carry in apparently a Trump flag into the Capitol, uh, you know, that day. And he wound up, uh, you know, essentially he, they didn't actually give him the charge they had, or, or the, the sentence, but they had given them the, the conviction and they were going to sentence him. And so he wound up committing suicide. And yeah. there's been several people who were capital writers that day because it's literally been like a, an, an inquisition going after these people who it's, it's like, how on earth are they much different than all of these protesters that went for for the whole summer of 2020 uh you know with uh you know allowed to to essentially topple statues and and burn down the streets and everything else and and yet these people are being singled out uh for something that was clearly speech i mean after all they, they these people didn't even show up with weapons and they were trying to take over the government that's just yeah. they, i mean it doesn't even and that's what they're being charged for is insurrection insurrection In insurrection. Yeah. insurrection yes yeah so, you know, so anyways, and, and oh, by the way, too, here's a, a story from The Guardian that says most of the charges against George Floyd protesters were dropped and analysis yes. shows. And it says that in, in New York, it was uh, at least 90 percent of cases were dropped and dismissed and 95 percent were dropped uh, in other places like Philadelphia and Dallas, it says. So, I mean, you know, this is the disparity of treatment people were getting for doing things that were cl clearly illegal in their protesting there uh, as as CNN described it, a fiery but mostly peaceful protest, <laughs> <laughs> right? And yet, uh, you know, getting much different treatment than those people who were rioting that day at the Capitol for clearly political reasons as well. So, yeah. um, just recently, just recently, Jason and Tim, just recently, a bunch of protesters. I think I think must have been about twelve of them or so. Stormed the Capitol, quote unquote. And they took over um, Kevin McCarthy's office. He's the Speaker of the House. Okay. These people were stopping the legitimate function of government. Okay. 
Where are the cries of insurrection? This happened about, about two weeks ago. Where are the cries of insurrection? That very same capital where all these January 6 people went in, they have been charged, convicted some of them, some of them still in prison without, without trial as yet. Where is the charges of insurrection? Where are the charges of obstructing the legitimate function of government? Where is it? But this is what's going on. This is the dangerous thing that's going on. We are looking at people, and depending on what side of the political spectrum they're on, we are, the, the, the Justice Department is deciding whether to prosecute or not. This is dangerous. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I'd almost it, use the H word, but I, it's, it's against the vo vocabulary of the knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you, you know, it, and as you mentioned earlier, Leon, this is not just being done by essentially Democrats in government. This is being done at the behest of, you know, with, with the cover of the media. And yes. I, I want to bring you this clip too as well. And we played it on the show a long time ago in the past under our knucklehead noise patrol. But um, at the, at the time, the, the media was cheering most of this on. They were, uh, they were, while cities were burning, while people were being violently assaulted with no police there to protect them. Um, the media was, you know, literally saying, Hey, you know, uh, who, who says these things can't be violent. And let me bring you up to, to you know, CNN, who we just saw that thing, fiery, but mostly peaceful protesters. Uh, James, can you play the video clip? This is, uh, uh, this is Chris Cuomo of CNN and his ideas about violent protesting. Many see the protest as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. <laughs> so, I mean, here, here you have mainstream media telling people that, you know, hey, th this doesn't really have to be peaceful. So I, I just, so the answer you know, to, to his question, show me, is the January 6th thing. There, there's mm -hmm. the show me right there. All of a sudden, for the yep. for the January six people, they have to be peaceful and uh, and polite. And, and yep. so there you are. Apparently, but, your your cat is is protesting that story as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but Como Como should read um, should should read the, um, the, the, the 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 Constitution because it says. Uh, peaceably, peaceably assemble is what it says in in, in when in terms of protest. It says so right oh, in, oh, in, oh, in. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's that's another answer to the question. Yes. So that I don't matter. know. What, I I don't know where this idiot got his, his his law degree from. I don't know if he has one. But I don't know where he got it from. But at least well, he can, I know he can read. I know he can read. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and it's funny too because you know when we talk about insurrections. Um, there was actually a uh, something that was, I, I guess, equivalent to a riot at the White House, and that happened back in uh, May of 2020. And uh, James, can can you bring up this uh, uh, visual as well on this? Uh, so this is uh, something where there were a lot of protesters out there, and of course, uh, these protesters were protesting Trump, not 
not the, uh, you know, uh, they, they weren't protesting Biden. So it was all okay then. <laughs> I mean, literally, they were trying to tear down statues. And there's even video in this clip of them attacking a reporter. And I'm not going to play the sound, but I'll just play the, the visual here. Here is a Fox reporter who's being chased by a crowd. And you can see they're throwing things at him. Um, it looks like they, they, they're trying to uh, hit him and kick him as he's he's moving. And, uh, you know, just all these people with with masks, but these are, so there you can see people actually literally throwing and here's somebody trying to grab something from, uh, he's throwing stuff right there at the reporter. Okay. These are the peaceful protesters that, you know, guys like Cuomo are cheering on, right. And saying, Hey, this is, this is all okay. Right. These same people were also assaulting the police that were trying to guard, uh, the white house at the time. And, um, they even, uh, the Washington Post reported this protesters breached the temporary fences near White House complex, uh, prompted Secret Service to move Trump to a secure bunker. Now, how is that much different than what happened on January 6th? Um, you know, and yet none of these people are being charged with an insurrection. Um, clearly, these people were violently attacking the police there. They, they had broken through the fences. They hadn't broken through the compound. But you know, it's uh, once you you know break, breach those fences, it's pretty much the the the, the same principle at that point. So, uh, and it caused Trump to have to flee, which is exactly what happened to the Congress. Uh, you know, on January sixth. So, right. uh, you know, but of course, we don't hear anything about that from the mainstream media. We don't hear anything about this being an insurrection point when it's their people. It's all just, and it's it's absolutely you know just fine and dandy. But when it's when it's the other side, and this one of the things that bugs me being a libertarian i mean we never get our side <laughs> but we have to watch this double standard happening and it just you know and and you know we don't protest like this and we're not the ones you know we're not the ones protesting we have the deck rigged against us every single election about being able to get people on the ballot you know yes. they rigged the system both parties rigged the system against oh, yes. us and, yes. and we're not the ones out there tearing and ripping everything apart when, you know, you'd say we have the biggest justification and yet we're playing by the rules. And these sides, you know, you know, it's, I, I think it's much more the left because they set the stage for what happened on January 6th. But both sides are having problems playing by the rules and they're rigging at the same time. They're rigging the deck against us. It just, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. beyond the pale. Oh. Un unbelievable, quite, quite frankly. But 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 overall, you know, honestly, is this these are. Uh, Tolerance of violence on the left for mostly, and this selective prosecution of people is a very dangerous trend that's going on in our society. And if we don't do something to stem this tide, we we in some deep trouble. We really are. We really, really are. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've gone pretty long on this, so I, I'm going to kick the the short story we had on California morning. Go right to our knucklehead noise patrol. Um, so there, there was a <laughs> press conference, and this kind of just shows you the state of the current guy who's in office. Um, he is, uh, you know, something else. He, he can't seem to string together uh, coherent thoughts, and um, I think his staff is starting to realize it. And so he was recently at a press conference in Hanoi, and, you know, in front of – this is international. It's not even in, in our own White House, and – you know, you've got people on an international stage there and they're literally silencing him before he's done talking, which is just 
unbelievable. I mean, right? It's like who's running the show here? But anyways, uh, let's let's bring the video clip here. Uh, this is Joe Biden in Hanoi, and he's being essentially uh, silenced by his own press secretary. Yeah, we talked. We talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. You came up with thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank, conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. And they even had music to drown him out there at the end, like he's at the Academy Awards and he's been talking too long. I just, you know, but he was literally right in the middle of a thought and his press secretary, you know, comes in over a speaker and yeah, we're done here. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. Not not only we are done here, he has the music to make sure we are done. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, so, vote no, for yeah, Joe that, Biden in 2024. Joe Biden, yeah, vote for that guy. Vote for He's that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's the same as voting for nothing, but it's okay. Vote for that guy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know. The, the point is, though, you always have to wonder. Yeah. I have seen Joe Biden. I don't know if it, I think this happened. It happened in Vietnam also, where you will say, "Well, yeah, let me make sure that I call on the right people and let me use the list." Or something like that, or I will get in trouble. So I always have the left to one. I've heard Joe Biden say that at least two or three times. Who who is running the government? Who is Joe Biden going to get in trouble with? He's supposed to be president of the United States. Who is running the government if not him? Because he says he's going to get in trouble. So who is going to get in trouble with? I mean, this is unbelievable. This, I mean, look in this particular case, we have the press secretary. Who is somebody who's supposed to be working for him, driving the man off the stage, in, uh, and he's in an international event? Yeah. I mean, wh- wh- who's running the government? I think, that, I think the answer to that question is the people that are actually running the show are unelected. Yeah. Well, must be. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> somebody in the White House. But somebody that's unelected, because you know we don't know who they are, but uh, we know we did not elect them to be president. We we right. apparently elected Biden. Sure. So uh, and he's definitely not running the show. He can't even run his own show. <laughs> can't even hold a, a coherent thought. And so if if he can't do that, then somebody else is is telling him is is pulling his strings, yeah. and the string pullers are, no doubt, unelected. Well, without a doubt, yeah, that, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But it's well, kind, it's, it's, it's kind, it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of crazy what's going on, you know. And and what what is even more crazy, this man is still planning to run for re-election in twenty twenty four. But this, this to me is unbelievable. What, how is this man going to even campaign? The man, yeah, like you well, said, the man could barely keep keep, keep a coherent thought. Well. Then at the end of the election, and and if he wins, if he wins, then perhaps your cynicism gauge will be reading as full as mine is now after this show. It's back up there. I mean, it started off where it kind of kind of went down a little bit, but now it's. I, I just got a 
fill at the local Costco gas station <laughs> using my Costco card. Now my, my tank is full again of cynicism. Thanks to you guys. <laughs> what it's, it, 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 I guess the cynicism's, uh, I, I guess a little bit easier to come by than gas because gas is really popping up <laughs> over, over $5 a gallon here in California again on oh, in the non-driving season. So I, this is exactly like, right. kind of crazy stuff. Um, you know, this is a time when gas is actually supposed to start getting cheaper. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. My, and my cat is getting, the cat is getting more cynical as well. If you've heard <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, though, the, the, the one thing about this, though, too, I, I think that just yeah, it, it really exemplifies the whole thing is the media's lack of curiosity and all these things regarding Biden. I mean, this is the definition of the emperor's new clothes, right? I mean, here's this mm -hmm. guy who clearly is not even in control of his own press conference. It's it's his handlers who are in control of it. And the media, this isn't even a scandal that the most powerful person in office, uh, you know, in the world, I guess, you know, in government office is sitting there and he's being essentially told that his press conference is over yes. by yes. his staff, which is, yes. you know, this is like, you know, clearly the emperor's new clothes. And I, you know, I wanted to point out that there's some people who sort of got this right a while ago. And James, maybe I pulled this up at the last minute, but this is uh, Elon Musk calling out <laughs> Joe Biden back in 2022, he said, Elon Musk is a damp sock puppet. And <laughs> I mean, clearly he's somebody's puppet. <laughs> this but this was this was Elon Musk uh, essentially calling him out, uh, uh, you know, over a year ago and, uh, you know, completely getting it right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, you guys have any final thoughts on this? Well, well, we don't, we don't have, we don't have a president of the United States. We have a, a a puppet being run by some puppeteers, and we are just watching this all play out. It's just kind of scary when you think about it, because we don't know who it is we are dealing with in the background of the face of Joe Biden, because he don't have, he he have a face but no brain, and there's somebody with a brain and a face in the background, and we don't know who that is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, the ki kitty is t telling is is it voicing my opinion right now. <laughs> Thanks, kitty. Yeah, I'm trying be to. Be interesting to see what kitty thinks of Hunter Biden, too. Who's yeah, apparently yeah. not even as smart as a dog. <laughs> kitty, kitty has a monologue that is very short and. And it's all the same. So I'm sure it would be a similar, similar thing. Well, I guess with the, with all that being said, I, I guess we're at the you've 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 blown another hour with us. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us on this one. And uh, you know we plan to have more interviews with people fighting for liberty around the country and in your region. Um, if you want to contact us with 
ideas for somebody, um, you can contact us at uh, knuckleheadsofliberty.com and you can find our stuff on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and Rumble under Knuckleheads of Liberty. And, you know, you've heard us talk to a lot of people with a lot of ideas on what they're doing in their areas. Um, so before the next show, think about what you could be doing uh, in your neighborhood or your community as well to promote liberty because we need you now more than ever. Uh, so thanks for listening. And until next time, stay tuned and stay free. Yes, indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.